Welcome to Living to Love Yourself podcast. When we think of failure, we immediately resonate with sign of weakness. What if I told you that it can be our strength? We have a special guest who will be going over the importance of loving yourself through failure. And that's exactly what we're going to learn today. Why failure is not a weakness. Dr. Rania V from Inglobe Me, Bliss Life Coaching, trained in academia and as an energy healer and Akashic field therapist. She uses her experience to empower women to become the best version of themselves. As an empath, highly sensitive person, intuitive, she has realized these characteristics are superpowers, not weaknesses. She is helping others see that as well. She grew up with a narcissistic mother whose energetic imprint then called further narcissistic relationships into her life. As a healer, She has learned that you have to heal emotional trauma because thinking yourself out of pain does not work. Another challenge on her spiritual path has been forgiveness, not so much of others, but of herself. Once you take responsibility for your life's creation of reality, you hit a hole of why the heck did I materialize that for myself? Forgiveness is a way to learn and master self-love, a lesson one might never stop learning and something she has used for another course to help others. So without further ado, I'd like to invite Dr. Rania. Hi, Dr. Rania. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you, Rashmi? I am doing well. And thank you for coming today to speak on living yourself and loving yourself through failure. Please give us a bit of history about yourself, first of all, and why this topic is important to you. First of all, thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. I love to share my story because so many women, especially, I think, are stuck in this uh, failure mode where we have to live up to certain expectations, not just from family and society, but also of ourselves. And I grew up with a narcissistic mother, as you aptly introduced, and um, she loved me very, very much. But her maxim was to always point out my errors and mistakes and flaws in order to help me become a better person. Well, that doesn't actually help your self-esteem very much if you grow up with a basis of, I'm apparently not good enough. So it took me a lifetime. Um, I'm still working on it, as everybody is. <laughs> we have different steps in our lives. To realize that I'm inherently valuable. And um, the more I work with that, the more I um, dove into my healer training, into my coaching training, etc., I realized that this is really the crux of the matter. Most people don't love themselves. They don't realize that they are valuable, divinely ordained to be here on earth and live a happy life. So that's what I'm here to help people realize, mostly women, because I relate to them better, and um, hopefully empower them to, to really enjoy life, to love themselves, to love what's happening to them, no matter how challenging it might be. Absolutely. Thank you for this invaluable insight. Dr. Rania, when we feel we fear failure, Mm -hmm. it tends to be deep rooted. And there's this urge of escaping from facing our failures. We don't essentially see failure as a sign of improvement. Could this be related to some type of trauma that we may have experienced in the past? If so, do you mind going over how trauma is and how it affects our body, if you don't mind? Yes, definitely. Um, First of all, how we perceive the world and obviously also our failures or successes very much depends on our personal lens. In our personal lens, how we perceive the world is 
you can imagine like glasses, you're wearing glasses, right? Some people have rose colored glasses and they see the positive and everything. Wow, good for them. I had to learn that the hard way. <laughs> Some people know how to do that. It, um, this lens is affected by our physical disposition, by how we grow up. I told you how my mother raised me even with the best intentions to look at my failures first. It depends on our life situation overall. If a bunch of other things are going badly um, and then suddenly there's another challenge to face, we, are not, we don't have the stamina, we don't have the resilience that we might normally have to actually face that. So there are all these factors that play into how we perceive any given day, any given situation, any given challenge. And another important factor is the emotional trauma that we carry with us. Right. And most people don't actually realize what emotional trauma is. I've done a lot of trauma research. I'm studying trauma. I'm getting certified in trauma. And if you look up um, Peter Levine's definition, for instance, he's a very renowned trauma expert. His definition of trauma is that anything that we feel is overwhelming or life-threatening is considered trauma right so if you look at it more closely you don't have to go to war you don't have to have a horrible accident if any given situation like i just mentioned for instance a bunch of other things are going badly in your life you feel weakened already and shaking your emotional resilience and then you lose your job on top of everything else mm. this suddenly can become very traumatic because you feel completely overwhelmed right so not only is it important to change the definition of emotional trauma, but also to realize that trauma is very unique, very personal. So there's no use going around, even with the best intentions, telling people, oh, it's okay, get over it, it's not that bad. Yeah. If that person perceives it as horribly overwhelming and they don't know how to deal with it and even life-threatening in one way or another, if you lose your job, you don't know how to continue paying your bills, blah, blah, blah. That is life-threatening. So it can result in emotional trauma. Right. And the thing is that we accumulate this over a lifetime. Absolutely. So true. And I think one of the key takeaways is that you don't have to have something life-threatening happen to you in order to be considered as a trauma. Yes. That, that's a wonderful and important, valid takeaway from here. Now, let's talk about a little on self-love, mm -hmm. right? Because when we are going through emotional trauma, we clearly don't have the ability or much power to give ourselves the love that we need. Right. One of the first things, obviously, that's affected in our healing process is our mind, mm -hmm. and which is our first line of self-care. Yeah. in overcoming trauma and failure. So it's a cash 22 process, right? So can you give us a few steps on how we can start taking care of ourselves a little better when we are going through these tragic circumstances, which is indirectly what leads to our failure? Self-love, it's it can be so hard to learn. Um, and one of the things that is finally slowly changing, thank goodness, in the spiritual community, it used to be decades ago where people just said, think positive and everything will change. Well, no. Yeah, <laughs> you begin to think positive. It is part of it, but you cannot think yourself out of pain, out of emotional pain. Or let's say only to a certain extent can you do that. 
because emotions and mind are still separate to a certain degree, right? So you I, can train yourself to look at positive things and you can train yourself to look at things that might be helpful and you can consciously with your mind seek out avenues to help yourself heal. But the healing part is the emotional part. So you cannot just say, oh, I'm sad. Well, I'm just going to pretend to be happy now. It's not going to work terribly well. As right. I said, you can start looking for happier situations. You can start admiring a flower that is there and focus on that rather than on your pain. So that is the, the mental part that we can do, that we definitely have control over. But we have to learn to take control of our hurt emotions. And that means mentally taking steps to heal ourselves from the inside out. And that is really the most important act of self-love. To do something that is really helpful for your emotional well-being. Most people, and that's a very natural response, so there's no shaming or guilting here involved at all, we tend to want to distract ourselves, right? Which sometimes helps in order to let things settle on a subconscious level before we can actually look at things. But if we do that to um, an extreme extent and we just go into shopping sprees or we eat because we're depressed or we watch TV continuously trying to distract ourselves from our inner things that are going on in our minds and hearts, then we are just getting ourselves deeper and deeper into a hole. So one of the first things to do really as an act of self-love is to realize, okay, there is hurt and there I have to take care of it and then find ways to do so. Right. That, and that can take on several different forms that can be beneficial I, I, rather than detrimental. Definitely agreed. And so you touch base on how we can begin thinking about ourselves. One of the self, which is great. One of the other factors of self-love is, of course, when we have started building a social support mm -hmm. to give us that acceptance and give us that a form of kindness and just nurturing feeling that we can go through mm -hmm. however again the cash 22 with that is because we've already gone through rejection which is why we have think failures as a weakness and trauma how do we start building that trust and comfort in others when we have gone through series of pain and hurt and social support is a valuable tool when it comes to the self-love as well after yes. of your acceptance. Yes, it is a valuable tool, but it can also backfire. Yes. Especially when you develop as a person very rapidly sometimes, you will notice friends falling away because they no longer understand you. And it might take a while to find other friends who are at your level, right? Because you don't want your friends or family or whoever your social support system may be to keep indoctrinating you with the societal norms that you are actually slowly outgrowing. So that can be a catch-22. So the most important thing is really to learn to love yourself unconditionally at any given moment. So you might get angry at the universe or God, no matter what you want to call the life-giving source that we're all connected to is. Um, you want to learn to forgive that. You want to learn to forgive yourself for being where you are and to love yourself through that by being kind to yourself. 
by being conscious of what boundaries you want in your life. To know, okay, I only want people who are honestly supportive, who don't pretend to be supportive by trying to have me live whatever their values and standards may be, but actually support me with my possibly even changing values and standards. So knowing what your your expectations are, what your wishes are, what your needs are, and what your boundaries are is really an act of self-love as well. Very, very important to, to realize and then establish. And then learning how to actually maintain healthy boundaries is also very important. As part of uh, one of the courses that I teach on self-love really is to make a list of the unnegotiables or non-negotiables and then figure out, okay, who fits in that category and who doesn't. And um, talking about boundaries, I think it's really interesting. A lot of people go through that when they try and establish boundaries and maintain them, that very often we realize too late when somebody's actually overstepped our boundary. And then we just go, <laughs> right? <laughs> then we just kind of lash out. We don't really want to lash out. We try and be a kind person, conscientious person. So we'd rather let other people trespass than have us be you know, the person that we don't really want to be. Right. But there's the thing. The more you learn to be centered and loving to yourself and uh, feel the comfort that comes from within, the more you're able to um, assert your boundaries without actually having to lash out. Absolutely. So That's it's, beautiful. It's, you know, it's, it's a learning process. It and is. we have to learn to forgive ourselves if there was a time when we didn't realize somebody was trespassing and we did go... <laughs> <laughs> because it's important we have to protect ourselves and it's okay you absolutely know, if you manage to forgive yourself and then realize oh okay i could have done better there that's again another step of self-love and then you will do better next time so both hand in hand the self-love and the forgiveness it's all interconnected definitely thank you for that uh when we go through so let's say that we have defined our self-love and we have understood what trauma is the other part and parcel is actually going through this healing through forgiveness mm -hmm. right and when we go through failure and, and we lack social support many of us put a line of defense in order to protect ourselves yes. we hold on to what others may have done how they were rejected from others not supported, and so on and so on, as we discussed. Yes. Why would anyone in this situation be willing to forgive others and ourselves? Why is letting go needed in terms of healing process? Isn't this a form of protection so we mentally do not get hurt again? Um, it is a form of protection, but an unhealthy one. Um, my motto, actually, of my business name, Englobe is the world is your oyster, come out of your shell. Because what we do with that is we we put layers upon layers upon layers on, around us. And at some point we don't dare come out of our shell anymore. Vulnerability, I believe is a superpower, but it is only superpower when we are stable enough within ourselves to realize I'm hurt, I'm strong enough to let go of this hurt and able to move on. If all we do is hide, <laughs> stick our head in the sand, we're not enjoying life much, are we? Mm. Besides the fact, of course, that um, 
holding on to resentment and anger and fear, even though it is a very, very natural response. So again, no shame or, shaming or guilting here. It is a very natural response and sometimes useful until we are in a better place and can start letting go. Um, it is just a wishful thinking that the past had turned out differently. And we just have to accept on a mental level that it simply didn't. The past, right. We cannot change the past, but we can change our now and we can change our future. But we can only change it when we are open enough and willing enough to have new and better experiences. So if you know anything about the law of attraction, for instance, we tend to attract similar things depending on what we send out. Right. So if we expect evil from the world, the likelihood of us attracting evil is pretty good. So that's one more reason to want to learn to forgive. Another reason is that it obviously has physical health benefits to let go, right? Um, you can talk to a bunch of different doctors. Carolyn Mice is one of the famous ones. <laughs> I keep remembering her, her nickname, Flossie. Um, Florence Covell Shin is another one who talked about that. She was a metaphysician in the 1920s in New York City. They all talk about how detrimental it is to hold on to negative feelings, especially to resentment, anger, and fear. It affects your heart. It affects your, your joints. The bitterness literally materializes and, and stays in your body and affects all sorts of things uh, on a physical level. And then, of course, mentally, what's the use of having a negative outlook on life? It will be harder and harder to perceive good things, the beautiful things, the lovely things in life. So there are so many reasons to learn to forgive. And yes, it might take a while, but that's okay. And there might also be situations or yeah, instances where you, you, you would like to forgive, but you find it extremely, extremely hard. And that is where it comes in handy to have some sort of trust in a higher power, whatever you might want to call it. Right? The spirituality. Some yeah, form of that's where spirituality comes in right. handy. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, in one of my forgiveness programs, I just have this forgiveness invocation, as I call it, or incantation, to make it you know, <laughs> as denominationally neutral as possible, where we just, whatever we cannot let go of ourselves, we just give it up to a higher power and have them help us. Right. And it is amazing, even with the, the hardest things, we only know mentally, okay, I really should forgive this, but I really don't want to. But the willingness to go through this prayer, invocation, whatever we want to call it, that calls upon a higher source to help us with that, still manages to shift our energy towards healing and forgiveness. Yeah. And I know because I've done this with people on a 21-day forgiveness challenge. It is amazing. So, that, yeah, <laughs> there's help out there if we just ask for it. Agreed. And I th and thank you. I think that that sheds a lot of light on why forgiveness is actually healthy for you. Mm -hmm. And and it's important for your mental and physical and emotional well-being. Now, is there any way we, we can shed some light on how to forgive? Do you have any kind of process that could help us? Yes. Um, in my forgiveness programs, there are various things that I combine. Sometimes it's writing. Sometimes it's uh, 
yeah, some mental processing of what's going on. But the most important part is the forgiveness invocation. And yeah, we have this saying that something is simple, but not necessarily easy. So it's not necessarily easy to do, but the process is really simple. And um, I'd be happy to share that actually Please. here on this podcast. Um, because what a lot of people don't know, it is fairly easy or simple. <laughs> um, easiness comes with, with practice. The simplicity of the step is always there. Um, a lot of people don't know that the thymus gland here is actually a connection to our subconscious. So those of you who have heard of EFT or tapping are familiar with all these thoughts mm -hmm. here, which might be a little difficult to get to sometimes, right? Unless you're home alone and in bed or wherever you do your, your practice and can do this motion, it might be difficult. But it's actually possible to tap yourself out of, um, let's say, negative emotions and thoughts right. by gaining access to your subconscious just by using a positive mantra and tapping on your finest glands simultaneously. And you will notice your energy shift. And that's something that I use with my forgiveness invocation as well. That is a big part of it. And I'd be happy to share that here. If you Please do. Yes, yeah? that would be wonderful. Okay. So let's just do um, a little preparation for that. It is always good to be in a more centered space. And we do that by taking deep belly breaths. And that means not to breathe into our chest area, but to actually breathe low into our lower abdomen, which is the area below our belly button. So if you put your hand on your chest and one on your lower belly, then you can actually see which part of your tummy you breathe into, which part of your body. So let's just take a few deep inhales. And try and consciously guide with your eyes closed if you're comfortable that way. To guide your breath into your lower abdomen. And just find your own rhythm. I don't want to let everybody breathe at the same rate. It is not helpful. It is just stressful. We're trying to get away from stress. And the deep belly breath actually engages our diaphragm. That is why it is so useful. The diaphragm is the muscle between our lungs and our abdomen, our, our stomach. And when we engage this diaphragm with our breathing, we actually tell our bodies that it is okay to stop producing stress hormones. So at any given time, you can use a deep belly breath for a minute or two to breathe yourself out of stress. You can do that anywhere in your car, in line at the grocery store, even during a meeting. Nobody will notice because we breathe anyway. One more. Wonderful. You might notice already how you become calmer. Now while I'm reading the forgiveness invocation for you, I'm asking you to type on your finest gland, which is if you want to open your eyes real quick. It is between your sternum which is here, 
and your throat, somewhere in the middle. You just kind of tap along here, then you will find a spot that's a little more tender, about in the middle. And you just gently tap on that, like this. I don't know if you can see that, right here. Okay, and you can close your eyes again and tap and breathe deeply. And I will say divine source instead of God so that everybody feels they can participate. Divine source, please help me acquire thorough forgiveness towards anyone or anything that has ever hurt me, be it deliberately or inadvertently throughout any temporal or spatial realms. I now forgive them and let go Take a deep breath. Divine Source, please help me acquire thorough forgiveness towards myself for any pain I have caused others, be it deliberately or inadvertently, throughout any temporal or spatial realms. I now forgive myself and allow peace. Take another deep breath. Divine Source, please help me acquire thorough forgiveness towards myself for any pain I have caused myself, be it deliberately or inadvertently, throughout any temporal or spatial realms. I now forgive myself and move forward. Take another deep breath. I invoke the power of forgiveness and reconnect with my inherent divine innocence to heal my body, mind, and soul. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. And stop tapping and take another deep breath. Very good, and another one. And slowly open your eyes when you're ready. Thank you so much, Dr. Anya. This was a very blissful moment. And I think the listeners and the audience here today would have gotten a bit of insight on how they also can work through their pain and heal given the right process. And I appreciate you bringing that to light. And so before we adjourn today, is there anything else you'd like to discuss or have any final thoughts on uh, failure in general and what you suggest for people to do going forward from here? Um, yes. Regarding the forgiveness invocation, if you would like to dive deeper into that, you can, but you don't have to. Sometimes... Certain topics are too painful, and we'd rather not think about them. Yet the forgiveness invocation with the tapping together will help you move towards a place of forgiveness and healing. And uh, depending on how deep you want to dive, there are different programs that I offer that can help you with that, as of course my, my coaching can overall. But this tapping, which is important to know, is something that can help you at any given moment. 
as we said earlier, um, thinking yourself positive and out of pain is, is really difficult. But once you get to the point where you realize, oh, I'm having a reaction, I am being triggered, it brings up something in my subconscious and I'm angry, even though it's not really the cashier's fault that this and this and this happened, or I'm overreacting here, you can still kind of tap that away by using the thymus gland tapping. Just say, okay, I choose to let go of this anger and I accept the situation as it is. So these little tools you can learn to use at any given time, really. And there are so many of them that I teach. And as I always say, mastery is not really about being perfect or blissful all the time. It is knowing your tools and knowing when to use them. Because one of the hardest things really is to remember that, oh, yeah, I know how to get myself out of this mood. Or, <laughs> yes, I know how to get rid of this anger. So it's, it's more about mastery, learning the little things and actually applying them. Just like the deep breathing. Um, when you're in the middle of a panic attack, your brain shuts down. So even though you know, you can just breathe yourself calmer, you don't remember in that moment. Right. So it's really all about remembering, learning to remember, becoming more and more centered and thereby resilient to then use those tools more and more. And this is really how we start healing. You know, it's a little steps, little steps, little steps. And then learn to acknowledge where you're at, but that you've made progress. You know, I might have had a crappy day, excuse my French, but at, in the evening at least you remember, oh yeah, I could have breathed. Well, let's do it now. Well done, you remember to breathe. You know, <laughs> celebrate the little successes here. <laughs> It is so important, and that's also an act of self-love, you know, to recognize and acknowledge what you do, what you know, what you have done. Or even Absolutely. in retrospect, oh, I could have done, well, let's do it now. It's still, you know, a success, really, because you know that step, and you can do it now. So there are so many little things that we can do to learn to love ourselves. And then we start looking at failure from a completely different viewpoint. Sure. Um, I don't really like what a lot of spiritual teachers say. Well, what just a lesson you had to learn? Maybe it's a personal trigger still, but I don't like the word lesson. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know life is about learning, but not everything has to be a harsh lesson. Sometimes it's just about awareness. Right. And learning how to deal with challenges and staying balanced. Yeah, it is probably a personal trigger, whatever. I just don't like the word lesson because it's, it's got such, it's got this harsh connotation to it. And I'm sure it's not just that way for me. Lesson just has this harshness, this, well, if you don't learn it, you know, it, and I don't think that's necessary. Life is supposed to be fun. And if you forget something like, eh, do it tomorrow. That's always exactly. a exactly. You know, be good to yourself pamper yourself with, with healthy things. You know, it doesn't have to be snacks or food to, to pamper yourself. You can just take a lovely bath with um, essential oils. That is good for you. <laughs> you know, it's all about shifting what we know and what you can do. And those are all so many little steps towards self-love that are so important. And right. then failure isn't even failure anymore. It's just something else we experienced. And this is really what we're supposed to get to, I believe. Life yes. is supposed to be fun. We're supposed to learn, yes. And um, 
yeah. <laughs> That's really what I have to say about failure. <laughs> no, I think I think you've covered pretty much everything when it comes to this. And thank you. I think the less the listeners here in the audience have gained much inspiration from you on how failure is a sign of strength. And it gives you the ability to improve and learn from our mistakes. I mean, that at the end of the day essentially is important to take away from here. Yeah. And how we do it is through each step towards progression is actually your win. So yeah. take that thought of failure in the layman terms is bad for you. It's actually good because yeah. you are consistently learning whenever you have failed because the next time you will recognize it. Yes. So you, yeah. you've done a great, tremendous job with teaching us today on the healing process. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I know you don't like the lesson, but I had a wonderful time <laughs> getting tapping lessons from you. So that, that was wonderful. And thank you for coming today. We will stay in touch and yes. I'm sure the listeners will be able to reach out to you from your promotional links and so forth. So thank you for coming to our wonderful show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And the giveaway for this um, is obviously the forgiveness invocation together with the audio and the tapping instructions for anybody who wants it. It is free. Take it as a first step towards healing from the inside out and living a life of bliss. Perfect. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too, Rajmi. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. Thank you, dear listeners. If you would like to continue supporting our show, Please donate or subscribe to our show. Your support will help many others to gain inspiration and motivation to take care of their health. And if you've enjoyed today's valuable insight and healing, I'm sure you will learn so many more just by coming onto the show. Thank you. Love you guys. Take care. Bye-bye.